You've prayed for healing and you're trying to believe God's promise. But nevertheless, symptoms persist and doubt begins to grow. Have you ever found yourself in this situation? Well, find out how to overcome doubt and develop the kind of faith that just won't quit. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast, a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I know Jesus Christ of Nazareth not only overcame sin and death on the cross, but he also overcame sickness and disease, and he desires to heal you and I. Yes, all the time, and yes, from everything. Praise God. If you want to develop your faith in God's promise to heal you, get touched by the power of God, the Be Healed podcast is just the place to do it, because it's filled with interviews, testimonies, and teachings all aim to equip you with a strong biblical understanding of how to release God's power and anointing in your life. We are so thankful to be able to be partnered with Charisma Media in this podcast, and we've reached 152 countries to date, and we want to thank you for listening. We want to continue to be a blessing to you, and I want you to be able to follow and subscribe to the podcast depending on where you listen to it. This way you won't miss any future episodes. Developing faith for healing is a journey. It's something that we need to develop and cultivate little by little by little by little. That's why when you're consistently listening to the messages of the Beald podcast, your faith will grow and you're going to be overcoming things you never thought possible. I also want to encourage you to listen all the way through to the teaching because I'm going to be covering another common question very quickly about healing. And be sure to send your questions to us at contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org and we'll either feature your question or address it during one of the Be Healed podcast episodes. Come on, today is a good day. It's a day that God wants to deliver you and bless you. So let's get ready to learn about how to develop faith that just won't quit. Welcome, everybody, to part four of our series entitled, What to Do When Healing is Not Immediate. This is the last part of our series, and we're finishing it up with the very key to receiving healing, and that is unshakable faith. In part one of the series, we learned about five keys from Abraham's life on how to receive a miracle. In part two, we learned when healing actually really takes place during the time of prayer. In part three, we covered the topic of how to overcome uh, demonic delay. It's when the devil is actually blocking the blessing and answered prayer and how to overcome. These are episodes number 89 through 91. If you'd like to go back and listen to those podcasts, which I believe will really bless you. I'm excited about today's episode because in many ways, it's the culmination of the previous three. And I know that you're going to be encouraged if your faith is in a slump. And I commit that by the end of this episode, you're going to understand the fundamental of how to develop strong faith in the midst of difficulty. And also, you're going to discover a method of overcoming doubt or dealing with doubt that will never, ever let you down. So let's get our Bibles, get our notebooks, and let's get ready. Uh, to dive in, to develop the kind of faith that never quits. The first thing that I'd like to talk about with you today about developing a faith that doesn't quit is to understand the environment in which we are living. We are not in heaven yet, and that means we have a lot of adversity 
And as you may have learned in the previous episode, number 91, we discussed the idea in the book of Daniel that there are evil entities, forces, demonic uh, plans to block us. And so we have to realize that in the earth, we have an enemy and that adversary is Satan. And he does all that he can do to try to discourage us, block us. And really, ultimately, he's trying to get us to give up. He wants us to no longer look at, hold, be encouraged, and take hold of what Jesus Christ did in the cross to deliver us. And so, in essence, we're living in a battlefield. Now, the wonderful good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ has already won the war. He has already gone to the cross. He has already disarmed principalities and powers. He has given us the victory. He has borne our sickness and our disease. He has done it. And I want to boldly and and encouragingly tell you, the work is finished. Jesus said in the Gospel of John when he was on the cross, it is finished. I want to tell you the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross is finished. What now needs to happen is we need to receive it and we need to stand strong in it And we need to overcome the attacks of Satan against our life. Now, these attacks are very focused attacks by the enemy against our faith. Because faith is the key. Faith is the thing that we need in order to receive. So the devil is attacking our faith and he'll do everything he can to attack our faith and get us to give up. He wants our faith to fail. He wants us to be consumed with doubt and discouragement, our minds to be filled with thoughts of fear and many kinds of things to get us to turn away from the promises of God. So the thing I want to tell you is that if you've ever felt like you're in a battle to believe, well, it's because you are. And you shouldn't feel badly if you've been feeling this battle. It's actually just the reality of living in this world. Jesus Christ even said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Ah, praise God. Jesus has overcome. Now we need to stand strong in his victory. And so these points that we're going to have about developing a faith that won't quit is really about remaining faithful and holding and clinging to the work of Jesus Christ. We cannot, above all things, allow our faith to fail. Brothers and sisters, our faith is the quintessential element that enables us even to be saved. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. At the very heart of salvation is faith. Well, at the very heart of healing is faith. And this is not something to be discouraged about. This is something to be encouraged about because God has said yes. And he's saying, trust me, hold my word, refuse to give in to the attacks of the devil. So the very first thing I want to tell you is a key 
is that we've got to turn our focus away from what the devil is saying and doing and put our focus upon what God is saying and has done on the cross. So this means we need to refuse to agree with the enemy. We must agree with God and his word. And I don't just mean a partial agreement. I mean, we must be in full refusal of the devil's schemes, and we must be in full agreement with God's word. To grab hold of this concept, we're again going to go back to the Old Testament, to the book of Second Kings. Now, I know a lot of people may not be familiar with uh, the uh, the book of Second Kings, but in chapter 18 and 19, and in that area of the book, there is just an amazing history teaching the concept about the power of agreement and what to do when the enemy is attacking. Now, it all starts with a king by the name of Hezekiah. And in verse 3 of 2 Kings chapter 18, it says, And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. So we get this picture of Hezekiah being this amazingly faithful man. You see, when it says that he took down the high places and broke the sacred pillars, that was talking about idolatry. Hezekiah was removing idolatry from the land. When the Bible says that Hezekiah cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces of the bronze serpent that Moses had made, it's because the thing that brought healing to them at that time was now becoming an idol, and they forgot the God uh, behind the blessing, and they were burning incense to uh, to this uh, to this bronze serpent, and it was not good, so Hezekiah dealt with it. So we see also in verse five that he trusted in the Lord God of Israel, and and in verse six it says he held fast to the Lord, and he did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. Verse seven. So the Lord was with him; he prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. Now, this brings in a new piece of information about King Hezekiah. The first is that he was a faithful king and he was obeying God and pleased God. And so God was able to prosper him. But the second piece is pretty amazing. It says he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He was not in agreement with an enemy. It says that he even subdued the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. So we see a man who's agreeing with God and disagreeing with the enemy. But this enemy of Syria was a massive force that was basically overwhelming everyone that they attacked. They were moving in record speed and they were just overwhelming everything. And they even took Israel, the northern kingdom. They even overcame them and subdued them. 
So this is a picture where the enemy was even able to take and come against the fortified cities of Judah and took them. So when this begins to happen, the enemy is not far away. The enemy is now inside the people of God and in the northern city of Israel. But Hezekiah, he's the king of Judah. That's the southern area uh, of, of the nation that was split. And so the king of Assyria now is, is, is getting closer. And what does Hezekiah do? Well, in verse 14, listen to what happens. It says, Then Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong. Turn away from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will pay. And the king of Assyria assessed Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. Verse 15. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. Do you see what happened? Hezekiah negotiated at the table of the enemy. Hezekiah began to agree with the king of Assyria and he began to relinquish. He began to cower. He began to give in to what the enemy wanted. I want to tell you that many times this happens. We agree with God. We begin to resist the enemy and something happens and we begin to lessen our resolve and we begin to agree with the enemy and we begin to negotiate. Listen, God has desired to heal you and he sent his son to heal you. And I want you to receive this principle in Second Kings that sometimes, even though we say yes and amen, somewhere inside of our heart and mind, we kind of give in a little bit and we begin to agree with what the enemy wants to do. In this case, Hezekiah was trying to appease him because he didn't want to have him invade. But it never works. When you've got an unrighteous enemy, it never works. Because if you give an inch, the enemy's going to take a yard. And so what takes place is basically later, the king of Assyria sends his uh, emissaries and they now begin to come and taunt the nation of Judah. And they begin to taunt them with words to what? To discourage them and to break their confidence and their trust. It says in verse 19, Then the Rabshakeh said to them, Say now to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this in which you trust? You speak of having plans and powerful war, but they are mere words. And in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? Now look, you are trusting in the staff of this broken reed Egypt, on which if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and said to Judah and Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Now, therefore, I urge you, give a pledge to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses. Now, he goes on. So what is he doing? The enemy basically is saying, you can't trust in Hezekiah's God. You can't trust in that God. And, and, and there's no sense in having any confidence to resist. You can't overcome. 
I'll tell you, when symptoms are really bad and your pain is really bad, and trust me, I've been in pain before. So I understand. I'm, I'm with you in this because sometimes it's like you can't even think. Sometimes you can't even pray. But you know what? You can. You can overcome. And those taunts from the enemy are from the enemy. They're not from God. And sometimes those taunts are so strong, we actually begin to yield and to give in and to give up. But brothers and sisters, there's got to be a reaction. There's got to be a response. There's got to be a godly, victorious response to these assaults of the enemy. These assaults, these attacks against your faith, it must happen. And I want to show you how Hezekiah responded to this. It's in chapter 19 of 2 Kings, verse 1. It says, And so it was, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that he went into the house of the Lord. And this is the unshakable, infallible, perfect response to when the enemy is coming against you. It essentially means that he removed himself from the mouth of the enemy and he went into the presence of God. I tell you, when Hezekiah gave his gold to the king of Assyria, it was a mistake. It was not something he should have done. But I love the reality that even though the enemy advances, even though the enemy taunts, even though the enemy's discouraging, even though the enemy is laying it on thick for them to surrender, the real heart of Hezekiah comes and emerges. And it says that he went into the house of the Lord. Oh my goodness. This means that he now is yielding unto God. He is rebelling against the enemy. Why? Because he sought God. He wasn't seeking any longer to appease or to give in to the enemy. He is seeking God. I want to tell you in verse 20 later in the chapter, it says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib king of Assyria, I have heard. Oh, praise God. If you've been tracking with us in this series, we learned that when you pray what God's will is, God hears, and if God hears, we have the petitions that we ask him. You can find that promise in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Hezekiah made a decision, and it was, I'm going to go into the house of the Lord, and I am going to pray. When he did that, he absolutely showed that his faith was going to be in the Lord, and it was not going to be in his own strength. In verse 35 of chapter 19, Listen to what happened. The Lord went out, and it says, And killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. This absolutely was a massive blow because the Lord brought the victory. You see, faith must never quit. It must run to God. In your area or time of weakness, when you feel like you can't continue any longer, that is when you go and you run into the presence of God. 
I want to tell you many times I've shared this with people who have overcome. And the issue is this. It's not that you're strong enough right now. In fact, you may be in a hospital bed right now. You may not be able to speak, but you're hearing my voice right now. And I want to tell you, it's not about you having the strength. It is about your faith relying on God's strength, God's power, God's victory. Praise the Lord. And so this is a vital key. It will never let you down that you turn your ear away from the enemy and you turn it toward your Savior. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4 say this, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Praise God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know that if you want to have faith that doesn't quit, you've got to turn your ear away from the enemy. You've got to turn your mind away from the enemy and you've got to get into the presence of God. And you do that by going to his word. Listen to Romans 10, 17 once more. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We've got to tell the devil, I can't hear you anymore. Just like Rabshakeh came, the, the emissary of, of, of the king of Assyria, Sennacherib, and we've got to say, we're not going to hear it anymore. I'm going into the house of the Lord and I'm going to pray. I'm not going to allow the enemy to taunt me or to take my focus away. Oh, I want you to know that our faith must develop endurance. It must Develop endurance. In the midst of the battle, you can say, God, I turn away from the devil's will. I turn toward you, almighty God. I turn toward you. I give myself to your word. My goodness, your breakthrough is going to come because the enemy's victory is in your faith that won't continue. But the enemy's defeat is in your faith that shall prevail. Let me say it again. It is your faith the devil is after. It is your faith that you're going to make a decision today that says, I won't quit. I won't stop. I'm going to turn my ear to the Lord's word. It says that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is clear. And Satan has no defense against faith in the word of the Lord. So grab hold of it. Turn your ear away. And I want to tell you, be careful who you speak to, because there are a lot of people who do not believe the word of God. I encourage you, do not expect to get a faith-encouraging, faith-building experience with people that are telling you that you shouldn't believe or that you can't believe. That's exactly what the enemy said to Hezekiah and the people of Judah. They said, who is this in whom you trust? They basically were calling them fools for trying to trust in God. That's what people do. Now, they don't realize it. They don't know it. They mean well, but it's still the same. So there are people that the devil will use to try to break you and discourage you. Speak to faith people. Speak to like-minded people who have victory in their faith. 
Listen to resources like the Be Healed podcast and other faith-building material and books that have been written by many a people who have stood strong and decided like Hezekiah to go into the house of the Lord. Your faith will not fail. I speak life over to you now. I speak life over to your situation. You're going to pick yourself up. You're going to get yourself into the presence of God. You're going to open up the Bible. You're going to turn on that worship song that's declaring the word of God. And you're going to make a decision that says, I'm going to hold God's word until the healing breaks through. You do this no matter what. I mean, you do this with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. You do this, lay down before the Lord God Almighty and faith is going to grow and you are going to overcome. I speak Psalm 118 verse 17 over you. It says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I declare you shall not die, but you shall live and declare the works of the Lord. You're not going to be afraid any longer. You're going to hear what God says, and you're going to make declaration in agreement with God. Oh, please be in disagreement with the devil. Be in disagreement with your pain. Be in disagreement with the lies of demons and be in agreement with God. Last verse I want to tell you is Hebrews chapter 6. It says in verse 11 and 12, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Declare now, I am an heir of the promises of God. I will have endurance. I will have patience and I will have my healing. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. And do not, above all things, ever allow your faith to quit. Rather, enjoy the development time, enjoy the training time, and allow the word of the Lord to persevere in your life. My goodness, I know that God is with you. The word is with you. There's a great cloud of witnesses of those who believe who are with you. And let me speak to you what it says in 2 Kings chapter 6. There are many more who are for you than who are against you. And God is for you and his love is for you. And you will never be separated from the love of God. Well, I've got to read one more verse. It's from Romans chapter eight. It's the apostle Paul. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Be encouraged today. You are not separated from the love of God and you never will be in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Let me answer a question that's very common. It says, can I pray once or do I have to keep praying? Well, brothers and sisters, that's a a long topic. But to make that answer very concise at this time, I will say that there are two types of prayer. The one prayer is that there's a petition to receive something. And when you've prayed it and with full faith have received it, it's finished. You can rest. You've got that. You can praise the Lord. You can thank him for it because you've got it. But sometimes we look back and we doubt. And that's when we need to be able to go. And we need to again 
invoke the promise of the Lord, we need to again stand and, and we need to lay hold of what God's given to us again. And in that side, you persevere until you've prayed that prayer of faith. But the second kind of prayer is, well, I've received it in, in faith. Well, continue to thank him, continue to praise him, continue to commune with God in prayer, continue to enforce what the word of God says. And so there are times in which you can rest from continuing to petition in God, but there's the kind of prayer that will continue to commune with him and enforce what the word of God says. Well, as always, it's an honor to be with you all today. I pray that you will follow, like, subscribe, and share this podcast with somebody for them to be blessed. Love for you to get into our online community. Type the word HEALING to 94000 in your texting application. You'll get a free gift from us, and you'll be able to stay on top of the great things happening in the Gospel Mission Network. God bless you. We love you. And please send your testimony to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer.